0: citizens of the verse, today is January 19th, 2951, and welcome to another episode of ReadCast. We are a weekly Star Citizen podcast sponsored by the Read Organization. I'm your host, way Too geeky and I'm joined by my co-host, the kid-tested, mother-approved Chekhov. Say hello, Chekhov.
1: <laughs> hello, everyone. Yeah, I like that one. That was definitely <laughs> a surprise intro. <laughs>
0: Um, so tonight we're struggling to find water in the content desert, but thought we should still record an episode because quite frankly, we have a lot of questions to answer. So, um, but yeah, we don't have a guest tonight. Uh, Chekhov, what have you been up to in the verse this past week?
1: Actually, it was a very lonely experience, but relaxing for a change. So I finally with uh, a little help from you, as always, got my Buccaneer and just spent time, you know, loading it out, testing it out. And I have to say, it's am uh, really, really happy with the ship. And, uh, you know, just experimenting, like I said, you know, different loadouts, changing bindings on the keys to really find a happy medium, and uh, so far, so good. But uh, nice. that was pretty much it, just by myself, just kind of, you know, the, the our Discord channel has been very quiet, you very know, real quiet. content, you know, so which is good kind of catching up on the, because sometimes, you know, there's a lot of chatter and, you know, team play. You don't get to really sort of do things that you'll sometimes plan to do in the verse, you know, just yeah. experiment with stuff, you know.
0: Yeah. I myself found myself playing tourist in Star Citizen the other day. Well I was just hmm. looking for like points of interest and stuff. You know, one of the things that we've been trying to do in our org is find this um plant or fungus. I don't I don't know which it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: it's, uh, it's that and, elusive ever elusive yeah, plant.
0: I know what it looks like. It sort of looks like a pig snout. Mm-hmm. But I can't find it. So I've been looking for it. Um which leads me to where I am right now, which is uh, not too far outside of Lauraville. Because supposedly it's over there. Well, I mean, it's on Hurston slash some of its moons.
1: Yeah, I have this very frustrating challenge. And I told you before, I found this wonderful 48% quantanium rock. Two of them Mm -hmm. cracked them both. They split into 100% pieces. I mean, this would have been... You know, post-refine, maybe a 200000 you know, low plus. And, of course, I got greedy, went for the third rock, and that one blew me up. <laughs> so, uh, yep, yeah. Another lesson learned. The pigs get slaughtered, you know. <laughs> yep,
0: apparently so. And then they become a weird plant that you have to try and find.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: There you go. So interestingly enough, um, while not much has happened in the verse, that doesn't stop player content from happening. And this past weekend, there was um, the Daymar Rally. I did not, unfortunately, get to check much out. I do know one of our org members, a couple of org members actually, were a part of it um, and ended up crashing their vehicle. But... Um. yeah, it should, sounds like it was a good time, despite, you know, numerous complexities. Uh, did you have a chance to check it out, check off.
1: No, I'm good. that's one of my favorite events. I'm definitely going to probably, there's probably got to be a YouTube replay on this. So.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: To it. Well, yeah, the question.
0: Guys,
1: I was just going to say they do a really good job in broadcasting it
0: yeah I, this year I think the m c or host was captain richards mm-hmm. um who i don't if people don't know who he is he's he's a streamer who's just super friendly super nice guy um just seems really you know to be a pretty like kind nice gamer um but besides that, it's been it's been quiet. I mean, there's not much to react to. We haven't had any roadmap updates. We're hoping for one this week. The same with the um, with any updates to the um, you know ISC and and Star Citizen Live. Those should be happening uh, this week. There's new episodes of each. Don't know what the topics are, um, but should be exciting.
1: Yeah, speaking of which, I'm just going to take a peek as you're talking, see if there are any updates to the roadmap.
0: There haven't been. They said they wouldn't be until at least this week, as far as I know. Um, What are you hoping to see content-wise this week, Chekhov, besides a roadmap update?
1: Oh, content-wise, let's see. That's really... Uh, I don't, well, I don't foresee any surprises on content. Uh, there's really, as you said, there's nothing going on. So what are they really going to update us on? Uh, I
0: mean, like, you know, ISC will likely start to focus on, um, 3.13.
1: Yeah. Just really further insight into, you know, iCache and really what, what, what does it really mean? You know, it's, I'm looking at the roadmap, so it's scheduled, but, Scheduled, yeah. you know, and in, in what sense is it scheduled to start development? Certainly everybody thinks there's nothing conclusive about iCache and 3 Yeah.
0: Well, and, you know, for me, I just hope whatever it is, is either a feature we've seen but it's really exciting or something we haven't seen.
1: Yeah. And I just so want to like, point out that the status is scheduled. Everything else is in development, so it's yeah. not even in development.
0: Yeah, well, they use that pretty liberally, though. You know, I'm sure there's there's different parts of it in development still. Um, I'm I like, I would love for them to come out strong. You know, one of the things that has been a little bit disappointing in previous years is it feels like it takes a while to get into like the good actual episodes mm-hmm. um, of ISC and Star Citizen Live. It, it feels like a lot of them are throwaway in the early days of the year, and I just hope that that's not the case. You know what's really weird? I am, I am standing on, um. I'm on Hurston. Mm -hmm. The temperature's just fine. There's a strong wind, but I'm standing in a way that seems like my ship is moving really awkwardly. Uh huh. But it's like I'm almost standing the opposite way the wind would be forcing me to stand if it were the wind dictating my stance. It's so strange. I need to sort of fix those force reactions a little bit.
1: Yeah. They, they are a of...
0: Now, um, you know, this has been sort of a boring year so far. One of the things I'm actually excited to read is there will be an article, I think it's tomorrow that comes out on Wednesday um, since we record on a Tuesday, Uh, that's going to be about um, Imperator Addison's first few days. Hmm. So I'm curious to see what that looks like and if that has any far-reaching impacts. Um, The other interesting thing that I think we could see, well, one, we know that they've been playtesting the Xenothreat mission with uh, Kadi. So we may be seeing that come up sooner rather than later. I would imagine it's going to be a, you know, the we already know that it's a three twelve dot one. The other thing is leaks Discord came back today and said, "Hey, I know we talked about this before the end of the year, and I know it didn't come to fruition, but there's still evidence for its existence, and that is the four hundred I."
1: Yeah.
0: So I wouldn't be shocked if we see something about that in this week's Inside Start Citizen. Um, I guess we'll see tomorrow because I actually, I don't know if you do this checkoff, um, but I look at the Instagram preview every week. (laughs) They do it on Wednesday nights. They have a preview for what's coming in ISC, um, which can be helpful when they don't announce it in advance. But hopefully it's not a phone phone it in ISC. I really want it to be substantive.
1: Yeah, you would hope. But it certainly took their time. So, I,
0: so this supposed four hundred I. Are you looking forward to seeing more about it? Is this something that you know? Mm, I don't really care. You no, don't seem like an origin guy.
1: Yeah, no. I think I said it before. I, uh, first of all, I'm not an origin guy, and second, just like that sort of level, I'm not really too too excited about it. I mean, I don't just personally. See, you know, uh, I'm like either, you know, but right now I haven't even gotten to largest ships. Really, I'm I'm yeah. all about the smaller ships and and their agility and mobility. I'm really kind of enjoying the the the, the fighting game. So maybe I'll grow into the larger ships and
0: yeah. Really What's sure. your your larger ship is a freelancer max right now, right?
1: Uh yeah, yeah, max. And again, I only have it because I need it. But not that something that i would get i just needed to finish my refining uh, loop so i need to haul cargo and something uh but i do have to say it's a you know it's a completely different you know flight experience when you take something like that out versus a buccaneer you know and yeah it, it is it is kind of uh, uh somewhat satisfying you know i do have to say you know, piloting a big ship, you know, the way it sort of yeah. approaches the landing. and
0: yeah. You know. I love flying the big, big ships or the bigger ships. Um, like my Carrick, that is my favorite flight. Um, the hard part, though, is when you go to switch, like I could see my crew, like I feel like my co-pilot is going to be a better fighter pilot than my pilot is. And the Mm -hmm. reason being, when you switch to the Pisces, it's such a shift that it just feels too fast in comparison to the Carrick, especially when you're, like, just got through flying the Carrick and then you're going to go switch to the other ship. I would probably split the role and and pilot stays with the ship, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, there's something, like, to me is, like, really satisfying when you're coming in full speed into R&R on the Buccaneer and then coming to, like, a almost a complete stop and really like drifting into the landing pad and hopefully not missing it, (laughs) you know, landing it. Yeah. There's something to that.
0: I can imagine. I, uh, I would imagine similar to the Hawk experience. Yes. Very similar flight. Um, you know, super agile, yeah, the bigger ships they take a while to slow down, but I try not to ever get it so fast that I'm gonna crash.
1: Oh yeah, been there, done that many times. Especially not even such a big ship. Like if I I crashed quite a bit with the prospector because you know I'm like uh, really want to get get in and sort of uh, uh, land, especially with QuinTineo. Oh, uh, so many yeah. times I crash landed because of that. Just
0: well, it's a drift. It's a drifty ship.
1: Yeah, that's what it is. Kind
0: of. I forgot how drifty the mole is.
1: Oh yeah, that's like a you know a box, <laughs> you know in the air.
0: It's just so drifty. Oh goodness, my um, I'm riding around on an Ursa in an Ursa, and I am stuck between two cacti right now. Hmm. I'm like trying to Austin Powers my way out.
1: Oh, you should be able to ride right over them. I mean, come on, they're just. Some desert plants.
0: You would think. All right, I'm getting out. It's working. i just keep backing up into the one that's behind me until I start to rotate around it.
1: All right, I'm still in search of my... Quantanium. You're right? still
0: in search for your Quantanium?
1: Well, I ran into some Laranite in the meantime, so not everything is lost here.
0: There you go. There's always a plus side to things. Absolutely. Um Trying to think of anything else interesting happened in the Star Citizen universe, and yeah. I have to say, there's really not much.
1: No, we're, even... we're... Yeah, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, we're at the end of it. You know, we'll have stuff to talk about next week.
1: Yeah, even, uh, you know, I've been trying to catch up on all those. So what I do is I, I don't, you know, like to listen to my own, you know, our own podcast. So I listen to the YouTubers on my drive to to work and, you know, catching up on uh, uh, board game or salty Mike. And, and, and they're like uh, talking about basically nothing, just kind of rehashing old stuff, you know, nothing new really yeah. going on. Um, you know, the Salty Mike is Salty Mike, you know, a little bit negative, of course. Slightly salty. <laughs> yeah, slightly, slightly salty, to say the least. Uh, Nubify always has something cool. So I enjoyed the sort of recaps and rehashes. You know, one thing that I remembered, you know, and, and you know, I I did forget. And then because it not only happened to me, but to other players, they say, what happened? You know, I'm carrying Quintanium, just landed and my ship blows up. Well, one thing that we forget is Quintanium is an unstable material. And that applies to your landings, too. And that's kind of one of the things I sort of learned from one of these videos. To remember, when you're carrying Quintanium, you have to be really careful how you land in your ship it will yeah. go up on a hard landing you know so yeah. you can't the bounce of the pad
0: yeah you gotta be real careful I think I uh, I haven't really been focused on quantanium in a while so and I haven't had much luck since I since refining has come in I've Uh, lost more Quantanium than I've acquired.
1: Really? No, I switched my whole mode of operation because I found that the whole refining loop is really, uh, you know, at least I found it somewhat of a waste of time unless you're very, very selective in what you're refining because they said they lowered the price of raw material. You know, the trading stations are a little quirky. So I'm actually went the other way. I'm either doing... Uh, all rock ROC mining or I'm mm-hmm. just going out and really searching out like top metals like Quintanium, uh, you know bexalite uh, you know so that's kind of bit by play. And again not so much out in the asteroid fields. I'm enjoying more mm-hmm. of the ROC play uh, you know Again, getting ready for a wipe and seeing what my uh, nomad and rock if if that's the only thing I'm left with, what that will bring to me. And uh, so far, so good.
0: Well, that's good. I um, I've been meaning to rock mine, and I was meant to do it the other day. And then when I landed my Carrick to go pick up my rock, I remembered that <laughs> it lost my in-game purchase of said rock, and so I don't have a rock anymore. So I have to get another one.
1: Yeah, you can just buy buy it in game, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I I was. I was considering um, using a buyback token, and I was like, "Forget Uh, it.
1: There's no point." No, not when the ROC is 172,000 exactly. Even if you lose it, you know
0: exactly. Not to sound not to sound snobby, folks, but it's relative to everything else in game, pretty inexpensive.
1: That's right.
0: You could spend that much on components.
1: Yeah. You know what I'm actually... Yeah, that absolutely. What I'm looking forward to actually really want to try out is that sniper rifle, but I'm really, I can't seem to locate it. Is it a
0: Gemini? The AO3, yeah, it's a Gemini, I It's believe. a Gemini AO3,
1: but where where, where do they sell it, though? Mm. I can't find it on Gallup. I believe I find...
0: they have it at Levski.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to, you know, get one and just kind of go out there and basically shoot at the rocks, you know, for the lack of yeah. anything else. Because there's really no there, – there are no missions around that. There's nothing.
0: I can't wait till they tie bounty hunting and some of that other stuff to, um, like, on-foot missions as well. There's yeah. not enough – like, the best on-foot missions – I like the clearing the bunker, clearing SPK, but they yeah. get really redundant. Actually, one of the best is the A-90 jump mission.
1: Yeah, actually, that, that's one of the missions I've never done. I should uh, do that, but I would really did, enjoy it. Did
0: you say you've never done it?
1: Never done it. Never done it. What? Yeah.
0: yeah oh, my goodness, Chekhov.
1: We should do that as a – well, shouldn't it be done as a group or you could do it solo?
0: I wouldn't do it solo. <laughs> You know, the difference between when the NPCs are like, actually, it's worse when the NPCs aren't doing so hot because the desync is real, you know, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but like, it's a great, it's a great mission. And supposedly they're adding in new sections of it, I think for this next patch where there'll be some like dragging of, of uh, hostages out of the line of fire and stuff.
1: Oh, cool. So, like, to me, if they would have a mission that you could, you know, have the NPCs walking around, like, a mile or two away, and you're there with a sniper rifle, you know, picking them off one by one. So that's kind of stuff I'd love to do.
0: Here you can use it on the 890, but it's the biggest thing. I mean, you've been on an 890, right? Yeah. So that main sort of foyer, not foyer, the staircase area, the big atrium. Right. There's usually two NPCs on the middle section of the stairs. And then there's two NPCs at the top section of the stairs. And then there's usually one or two sort of like in the other corner upstairs. And mm-hmm. then there's a bunch. Cause I think there's, it's been a long time since I've done it, but I'm pretty sure there's like 15 of 15 or 20 of them.
1: Mm -hmm. maybe 12. Maybe I'm over a decent amount.
0: A good amount. And like, yeah, because there's some in the hangar. There's some in the, um, cargo area. There's usually some in the dining area. And once you start blasting, they come out. So you have to be careful like using a, uh, noise dampener or whatever it's called, a silencer. Okay.
1: Um, yeah, see, I, I have not done enough FPCs to really understand if all those mechanics actually work and have an effect, As they, you know, the silencers, the scope, the stabilizers. I have no idea if any of that stuff works.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a good mission to test it out on for sure. Hmm. Um. But that's a fun mission. Now. It sounds like they're adding to that. There might even be, like, recovering valuables. Who knows? Um, now,
1: 890 is always available to you? Or no, it has to be sort of... Yeah. Earned, like, um,
0: there's no rep required. You have to be either near Area 18 or Microtech.
1: Oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. That's, so that's why I really have never seen it, because I'm hardly ever there.
0: Yeah, if you're, like, at Port Tressler or... Um, by genie point those like you'll you'll have it available and it's not far from those spots and it's pretty fun yeah I, i always find the hard part is finding the computer hookup in enough time because you know you want it to be profitable so you you can clear it with two or three people but it's pretty easy to get killed
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you could quickly lose people. So it's always good to go with a ship that has a med bed. Right. Okay. So that people keep spawning. So either a Cuddy Red or a Carrick or something else. Some people actually set their spawn point to the med bed on the actual 890 jump. So I would not find that hard to do because you have to run through danger zone to get there.
1: But right, right, right. Right, cool. Sometimes yeah, you definitely. luck out
0: and the hookups are in the airlock. So, so we should do that, Chekhov.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'm in. Since there's not much to do right now. so
0: Yeah. Um, And then... That's pretty much it for the verse. Um, So what's interesting is, do you know what time it is, Chekhov?
1: It's time for science that... Uh, well, I, I think you do have something to talk about, science, right? We have the, the little plant scavenger mission.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, uh, it is time for science, in case you couldn't tell. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I would say I've been trying to do that lately. I, I haven't covered much ground. I've been scanning for it. It's the, the actual plant name is what, Prota?
1: Is that what it is? I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I think that's what it's called. We've been looking for it in the moons of Microtech, not Microtech, uh, Hurston, as well as on Hurston. I know a bunch of people are scouring um, to find it, and we're just waiting to you know, get pictures and coordinates for the elusive mm. Prota, I'm pretty sure. I'm like, now I have to actually see if it says Prota. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, it's proto.
1: Sorry. So, um, since this was a quiet podcast, I decided to mine and podcast at the same time.
0: Oh, uh, check off He's the bad boy of the podcast.
1: Yeah, I'm the. You know, <laughs> trying to multitask here.
0: <laughs> bye, 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 bye to the bone. But uh, uh, yeah, I haven't had any success myself. The one thing I will say is I landed on Hurston in my Carrick and had to actually attend to real life stuff. I loaded up with my Ursa and everything. So I, I've been on Hurston. It was right outside Lorville. I checked Mm -hmm. a little bit and then was like, okay, I did some sightseeing. Um, but I was actually able to successfully log back into my Carrick on Hurston. I wasn't in space, which is not the rule lately. Usually I've been in the, you know, in the sun. But uh, this time I was in my Carrick, all set, no problems. So hopefully that's a good sign of what's to come. Um, and I would imagine that would be the case for this year. Mm.
1: Yeah. What about log- check off? Bad logging is a little scary, so I kind of tend to stay away from it but because uh, I really don't want to deal with the character resets. But if it's working, certainly it's a huge Huge move forward because last, you know, eventually we're really not going to be able to do anything unless we can bedlug. I mean, you can't really yeah. explore, you can't do much at all. Um, for science, I don't know I haven't done, I can't say that I did. I can't even make anything up this week. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Remotely so you
0: done. haven't been searching for the proto yourself?
1: No, no, it's all been about catching up on my bounties because once I got the buck, I wanted to get the reputation back up, so I've been Mm -hmm. chasing. uh, One thing I could say, the PvP's are tough, you know. The PvE's were okay, but every time I have to get the PvP challenge, those were really tough.
0: Yeah, Uh, I avoid them like the plague. Plus, you know, you don't need it to get the high-level missions.
1: Oh, you don't? Because I, I thought one of the challenges, you know, the one that you pay for, the guild, you you have right. to take. Though.
0: Yeah, but that just means that you need to pass that in order to get more PvP bounties.
1: Oh, I see, but not PvP. Yeah.
0: yeah, but if you're, like, it, once you get into the Miles that cart chain... So far, at least from what I can tell, it seems like you're pretty made. Like you can get the 67, 60-something K, the 80-something K missions, the 30K missions.
1: Right. Well, here's the thing. I I already, I was already at that level, and then I did the a character reset, right? And uh... the reason why I was at that level, not because I got there, because I've never seen Miles, but I was, uh, you know, sharing missions yeah. with some like, Nets was doing a lot of them he was kept and sharing yeah. them and he already got this so if he got to miles i don't need to go right because i shared the mission from what mm-hmm. i understand
0: no not true no? Oh, I so didn't know so it will while you're in the group so it's weird so it'll sort of start to give you some of the missions but it won't stay sticky the whole time
1: yeah at least from my I'm...
0: experience
1: That's exactly what I'm noticing. It's like I'm very, very sporadic. When once I log in, I'm getting them, and then all of a sudden they're gone. Yeah. So I gotta get miles.
0: Yeah. So the Miles mission, I think it says something to the effect of, "We have to meet," and it's personal, I believe. Uh huh. And once you get that, then you go meet Miles at MMV on Lorville um and then from there you don't have to meet him again he just keeps sending you missions um so my missions have been staying pretty consistent i have i actually also have the north rock ones
1: mm-hmm.
0: but i have for instance right now i have available 87,500 so i'm guessing it's a it's a three person you know, they committed a crime together, yeah. Yeah, three right, different right. locations that usually means that they're all in hammerheads. Hmm. And I have a 40,000, just under 40,000 credit one from miles. And I think this one's doable with just me. Um, but it's easier with like two, three people. um, either all going to the same place and hitting it quick and then moving on or all splitting up. And then I actually have a contractor evaluation for Hurston Dynamics, so I haven't done any bounties for Hurston yet.
1: Oh, okay, so yeah, I'm I'm the opposite. That's one thing that's a little annoying is you kind of end up chasing these missions from Crusader to Hurston and back and forth. (coughs) Yeah. uh,
0: well, I'm excited for long-term bounty mechanics because what's what's going to be interesting is that local credibility, but at the same time, you can bypass some of it with the bounty hunter guild. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really excited for them to create more dynamic missions than just fly here, characters here, kill, return. Or, or go to the next spot, whatever it is. Because it's all just variations on a simple theme. I'm really looking forward to last scene here, may find informant at this bar, you know, like that kind of thing.
1: That yeah, uh, could be really compelling. That that and the the other one I'm really, I'm, I hope at some point they will implement it is a, a reputation based mining, you know, because right now is mining also becoming. Somewhat repetitive, I mean, we all yeah. get watered the same for the same, uh, I mean, uh, ore or, or metals or whatever we ref- uh, finding uh, mining and refining, where mm-hmm. some of us are better than others. Meaning, like you said, some of us have really got the quantanium to them then where, you know, rocks don't blow up, we always bring them back and never explode. So based on that, if you can actually have, not just go and find whatever, but you have a mission and if you yeah. accomplish, like bringing X amount, safe, you know, uh, in, putting it back into the, the refinery machine, maybe you get like a, a, a spot, you know, in the halo that opens up for you, or, or you get yeah. access to materials that no one else does, mm-hmm. or or the percentages are, whatever the case is. I'm sure well, come up. I,
0: I could see it being this, right? So think of an MPC as a gateway to opportunity. I could see a spot where if you have, for instance, you have a really good like vessel that works well in terms of scanning, and you're quick to get the scan data back because scan data is most salient as close to when you scanned it as possible, right? Because I think I think the idea is there'll be data degradation or whatever. That's, like, supposed to be a thing. Okay. So you sell said scan data to said mission giver. That mission giver is a top-tier mining mission giver. They only give you the best sources of minerals. Super pure, hard to crack. You got to bring back, like, I know that there's X amount in this rock. You got to bring X amount back in order to to keep getting missions from me
1: yeah.
0: that like you said, that's like super exciting to me, like sort of that, that loop. So it's not just, I feel as though it won't just be the mission giver making missions up. It'll be the mission giver feeding real time in game stuff. Cause right now, if, if, if you think about it right now, what our mission givers are doing is they're saying, Hey, check off. I got this thing. And when you go to this waypoint, I'm going to load in said thing. Mm -hmm. I could picture, and who knows, maybe this isn't what they're thinking about, but I could picture with the dynamic economy and all of that stuff and sort of how the game loops are going to provide for one another, I could picture in the future those NPCs are going to use real data gathered from players and or NPCs. Yeah, to feed yeah. you versus like, hey, I'm populating this thing. No, this thing will stream in once you get close, but it's always been there.
1: Yeah. No, th- there's a lot. Of, or, or like case in point, I'm out there. I found three quintanium rocks. Right. I know that basically I'm only going to I'm in the prospector. I'm able to only take back probably one of them. You know, and the other two are just gonna be floating there. Now, what if I can mark the spot and that sell that data, you know, yeah. as a location or you just know. go back. Or yeah, or or simply just be able to go back, right? Just mark the spot. Yeah. But but again, you should have the flexibility. That's what game exactly. makes the game more exciting. Maybe I'm bored of mining, maybe this was my last run. Maybe I do want to have an option, sell it or go back. So then I sold it and I went doing my bounties. And then I still profited because I invested time. I found it. I I scouted for it. So yeah, there should be all these things, right? And that's kind of what I think that
0: will be in the game for sure.
1: Yeah, well, it better be sooner or later because you know this this uh, sort of January, the way it started, at least from my experience, was was very kind of scary from a user participation standpoint. I mean, Um, it's. Really, really quiet there. And I'm looking at the servers, I'm looking at our own so friends list, and just people are kinda of bored. You know, this so is how you,
0: it always is in January though.
1: Yeah. Well, I hope yeah. so. Because if they're so not So this is yeah. what
0: my fifth January playing the, or fourth January playing the game. It's how it always is.
1: Yeah, I guess last January I played it, but I it was too new for me. So yeah. I had enough excitement where I didn't pay attention to this because I was kind of more solo, but you're probably right. It's just this, you know, uh, we we get excited right now as players when we hear something from CIG. We need the news. We need yeah. the hope. We need the light at the end of the tunnel, because yeah. I think a lot of these loops are played out, though, if we think about it. Everything that they put out so far, I would say everybody are pretty kind of bored. That's why we're kind of exploring and looking for plans you know <laughs> i mean the biggest challenge is i don't foresee
0: anything game changing with the exception of the advent of the xeno threat missions coming right. up i don't see anything super game changing coming soon
1: you know what i mean like yeah but again xeno threat is a, is an event right so uh, i get well we don't know how challenging it is maybe xeno threat could last for months right if we keep on it's a okay. i
0: think it's an ongoing mission that will I didn't see it. that has multiple sections so okay. my understanding is you could be a non-combat player and still enjoy it because there's a part a component where you're going to salvage ships and you have to transport some of these crazy weird um uh, whatchamacallit? Not not quantum fuel, but volatile cargo Um, from one point to another. You have to bring them to Jericho. That's oh, why they okay. had those trading terminals.
1: Mm, interesting. So that's okay. a
0: component. So if you're not interested in combat, you can at least do that part. But you will need an escort because you're going to get attacked along the way. Oh, see, I just got... I think I just got a... Was it a Miles Eckhart? Or is this Reco Batalia? oh, it's Reco. yeah, she just offered me a meeting mm. um nice. I think her I don't know if her mission chain's still broken though, so I'm not even gonna bother
1: um yeah, that's cool that would they certainly uh you know keep us and I honestly I would really. Uh, I'm gonna start exploring FPS. I hope we as an org, maybe we'll do some more sort of a ground stuff. You know, using trying. I out think different just weapons. simply
0: for training. You know.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, would be good to get more proficient with weapons, understanding them better, the ranges, the you know, all the attachments and all that stuff Ooh. because we really don't spend enough time with that.
0: I even have a noob tube. I think I do. Oh uh, yeah. Yes. Cause the subscri subscriber flare last month was a grenade launcher. Hmm. So that would be fun for clearing out the uh eight ninety.
1: Yeah, and even if we can team up against it, so like a do a skirmish, right? If we're in the same party, we're not gonna get a crime yeah. stat. Yeah, so oh that would I a
0: hundred percent. I think what we should start doing soon. Um and I made this recommendation I think people agree. Uh, it's just a matter of organizing it, is try to establish defense protocols for every vessel that you might be flying in. Because mm-hmm. the defense of a carrick is going to be very different than the defense of an 890.
1: depending yeah.
0: on the choke points and where people need to be covered, but also Like I would want to do it in a way that you actually have to test out what it's like when you have to go to the weapons locker and pick up your weapon because at the end of the day, you're only going to be able to carry a sidearm unless you're standing the whole time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's not feasible for most people. So you'd you'd literally have to go to the weapons lockers. I'm like, okay, well, that's a good way to test out while well, the weapons locker on the Carrick, while Bountiful is on the lowest level. There's mm-hmm. two elevators to get there. That's a yeah. different defense strategy than if the weapons locker is like a Mercury Star Runner where there's a weapons locker right outside the... Um, there's one literally right in the bridge. hmm or a cockpit. I guess it would be a cockpit because it's only two people. Right. And then there's um, one in the hallway not too far away. So they're far away from the ingress points. Whereas, like, on the carrot, they're actually kind of close to ingress points.
1: Yeah, you almost so have we- to have security. Someone right, needs to be uh, assigned to, to security, right?
0: Yeah, but think about it, right? So if you have someone assigned to security, so maybe you have a security person, they'd likely also be the person who's manning your turrets, right?
1: Mm. If they're sitting
0: in a turret seat,
1: they can't have have
0: a sniper rifle or a shotgun.
1: So they leave it on the floor. Outside of the turret.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Or maybe maybe what'll end up happening, because I mean, if you think about it, they're pre-planning for things that they've been planning for. But there's a lot of considerations. I would imagine though, if someone was boarding a carrick, it would take them a while. You know, not like the three shots from a rail gun to a particular door. But literally you're getting warnings and, you know, the ship is notifying you of a boarding action on one of your, you know, uh, of the uh, Mm -hmm. the door on the top, you know, the the um, EVA doors on the on the on the cartography level or it's of the docking collar. Right. At that point, you probably know you're being boarded you can probably some people are going to hunker down probably and some people are gonna go run for the heavy weapons
1: so but currently as it stands you cannot board a ship unless you are in the party right no you can you can board you a ship
0: that the you're party. yeah the way you do it so there's a couple ways. So wait, first and foremost wait, wait, wait,
1: you lock the door if
0: you... yeah so there's a couple ways first and foremost you could glitch through the ship but outside of glitching through the ship if you took um, a heavy weapon like a railgun and shot at a particular door multiple times eventually the door will open
1: hmm
0: it'll essentially okay. unlock it's sort of like a uh, I, I believe it's intended to sort of represent what it would be like to actually break through the door with like a cutter or something like that. So, and so people will do that. The hard part is usually when you have the chance to try and go after a ship like that, you're already in an armistice zone. Mm-hmm. So right. that's why you don't see it happen more often But it's totally possible. Takes like two or three hits, I think. It'll open the ramp of a character. It'll open the upper doors. I don't know if it opens the airlock.
1: Hmm. See, I didn't know I don't really. That's why I said I had so little FPS or that kind of play Mm. that I'm not really familiar. But you're right. It would be great to kind of experience that. uh, Yeah. Sort of ready for it. It'll take a, quite a bit of practice because, look, if we're not practicing other orgs, other players are practicing, we're going to be way yeah. behind the ball.
0: Well, like, for instance, a Carrick, and, and who knows if this is going to be a future thing or not. If I were to choose how we defend a Carrick today, someone should go into the med bay and guard it so that right. the attackers can't set their spawn point right, but absolutely. you might not be able to have you might not be able to set a spawn point in the future without hacking the terminal which means you know that would take some time the computer might even notify you of it you know who knows that'll that'll come down to like hacking gameplay
1: yeah you would think that the med bed should be locked on this, some kind of a code right
0: yeah I mean, on the plus side, like right now, as the owner of the ship, I can walk up to the med bed and clear all ICU settings.
1: Yeah, well, rightfully so. I mean, I think it should only be locked to other users, sort of like, you know, admin access, and whatever you say. Exactly. Well, that's coming
0: at the end of this year, so at least rudimentary versions of it.
1: Oh, is it? Oh.
0: Yeah. Ship permission systems. Very we cool. just don't know what what will apply in that tier zero version. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so maybe it's maybe it's a good time now. We actually, despite the fact that we don't have much to talk about, we've done pretty well for ourselves. Maybe it's a good time to go to questions.
1: Yeah, I think so. We're ready.
0: Excellent. So the first question, uh, they're all Discord questions this week. First one comes from Homington. And he says, uh, first and foremost, he says, Hi, Geeky and Chekhov. Thanks for doing a great podcast for all citizens. Thank you, Homington. Um, Thank you. CIG are modeling some real world economics into Star Citizen training and mining gameplay in terms of time spent laboring and the scarcity of resources. Do you think or hope that one day players will be able to trade UEC for real world dollars? Cheers.
1: Interesting question. So that's been I mean, we don't have to think. I mean, if we look at uh, um I guess if we look at the EVE Online, right? That, yeah. that that has happened to their currencies on the secondary markets, you know, on eBay or yeah. wherever else. Uh, I looked at way back and you know in, in you know in Second Life I remember, which wasn't really a game, would say it was uh, whatever you want to call it, there was actually a posted exchange rate in a bank and you were able to change real dollars for their in-game currency and uh, uh, a lot of speculation was done. They were reselling uh, land plots and everything else. So yeah. uh, I, could, I, I think that's always going to happen in the secondary market. I don't know if it will ever happen you know, within this, you know, a star citizen or or, Unif- or pu, I don't think that will happen. But yeah. uh, a secondary will always happen.
0: Uh, yeah, and I would I would say, I think it might not be as bad as some of the other games in the sense that I mean it's it's not hard to make a decent amount of UEC in game. The hard part is keeping it, uh, especially with like crashes and such. But I, I mean, I could see it happening. I just don't think it'll be, I don't, I don't think it'll be as, I keep hiccuping now.
1: Well, um, well, I don't think reason, it'll be as. Right. What's that? I also have to say the reason why we don't see it happening is because, uh, there is no guaranteed persistence, right? So nobody's going to pay for it. Yeah. Because that could be lost at any time. But once, yeah. once we do have the guaranteed persistence, then you know there'll be a lot of players, even though it's easily earned. But there'll be plenty yeah. of players I, "I don't, you know, I rather pay and have it today, you know, so I can buy that shift that I want in the game today." Um, yeah, you know, work it for me. So yeah, but, right. I mean, then you know, it's, uh, you know, it's certainly the way CAG is set up. Those other uh, games that I was referring to, they were all subscription based, and uh, here CAG is actually generates their you know revenue today uh, and you uh, as we stand from ship sales so if mm-hmm. you're gonna start selling in-game currency at huge discounts uh, that will certainly put a dent in, and able to uh, buy in-game ships and they will persist yeah they will certainly put a dent into the revenue models
0: yeah yeah I mean I guess we'll see too I- it could, you're right, like without persistence, it's almost like crazy. But there are probably still people who buy it even now. Um. Now the next question comes from, I, I don't know if I would pronounce his name. He's, he's new to our org. Um, I don't know if it's Xake or Zake. Mm-hmm. Um, X-A-K-E. How would you say that? Would you say Xake or Zake?
1: Zake or Zach?
0: <laughs> Zach. Uh, it could be Zach, too.
1: I will, I will uh, your
0: son's that. ears perk up. <laughs>
1: yeah, we should, we should ask him, right?
0: <laughs> So, uh, the first question from Zake or Zach or Xake I noticed is, this
1: question.
0: Yeah. Um, with the implementation of unique serial numbers... And also being able to name our ships, it raises the question on whether we'll be able to, obviously not upon initial implementation, spoof our unique ID on a specific ship as referenced in the Electronic Warfare Dock, which is already five years old now. Um,
1: hang on one second, sorry. It's... Um... I, I think I understand the question. I just don't – I'm not sure what he's uh, uh, referencing And uh, but when you say spoof. So oh. let's just uh, look at yeah, it realistically. So,
0: so he's saying – in other words, he 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 laid out – so there's unique ship signature. Unique sh- Your ship's unique signature is one-of-a-kind identifier, similar to ve- vehicle identification number on a car. Uh, ship's transponder broadcasts these reg tags – to other ships in the area, letting them know by default the ship and pilot's registry information. However, certain unscrupulous players may wish to tamper with their transponder in order to display a false ID for a limited time. Of course, first, they'll have to find someone with the skills to do this. Wow. Um,
1: so, What do you so think... That- Well, it's like kind of for me, it's easier to play out a sort of a specific scenario. So basically what he's saying, there's a pirate disguising themselves as geeky. I don't know how he found geeky, but let's say he found he first has to find geeky and 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 figure out that he's spoofing it to ambush me because he knows that, you know, I will perceive you as a friendly and I will say, hey, Come on down. Let's get on the ship. Let's go do whatever. Con me into yeah. a mission or cargo haul yeah. or 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 borrow money for the matter, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, whatever the case is. So, so is that is that kind of a spoofing you think that he is referring? Yeah. So spoofing
0: to? is really just faking, right? So right. it would be a fake signature. Yeah. So what he asks is when they say skills, is it a mini game? Is it equipment? Um, is it going to be restricted to notable NPCs? I, I think essentially he's like, what are your thoughts?
1: Um, yeah, I just don't think that CIG is going to allow sp- I mean, spoofing. I think no, this too. is
0: in their documentation.
1: Really? Okay. Yeah. So you'll, there's a loop somewhere where you'll be able to spoof the name to create that sort of a de- deception.
0: Yeah. Uh, so here, there's a couple prime examples, right? Um, one, and, and this is... It's partially informed and partially pulling it out of thin air. Um, You might be able to lay some sort of beacon that spoofs a distress signal from a ship in order to trap someone who's going to go save that ship and attack them as a pirate. Or you might spoof a signal that says, hey, I'm not a pirate. I'm a cool guy. I could land here. Um, And then a bunch of other different sort of use cases for that. So yeah. that is intended. Spoofing is intended.
1: So, yeah, so the same will applies to in real time. So I'm going to have to ask you, like, you know, what's your favorite winter drink? And if uh, yeah. if you give me a wrong answer, I'm not going to believe you're a beacon, right? <laughs> so yeah. I... But,
0: but I guess ultimately the question is, when they say skill around this area, do you think it's going to be a mini game, some sort of equipment? Oh, a notable yeah.
1: NPC. Okay. Okay. So, so in other words, how will they actually take place? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I. Could I mean, see equipment some...
0: is definitely yes.
1: Yes, it's, it's it's definitely some sort of right equipment and or uh, NPCs. I'm not sure, but equipment. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's yeah. that's probably where it the most. I
0: personally think there'll be some equipment, probably a mini game of some sort. Um, maybe some NPCs. Yeah. I would imagine NPCs, like if you're hiring like a notorious crew member, they might be able to do it better than most people. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting that that's all under, for those who don't know, there's a, um, com link around, uh, electronic warfare that talks about spoofing. Uh, we'll include it in the show notes. Mm.
1: Interesting. That's, that's something new. I didn't know about that. That is that is a pretty cool potential uh, game loop. It's kind of yeah. Well, it talk. also
0: goes back to you know like one of the prime things that I think about when I'm when we're talking about this is it goes back to the idea that some of the design documents that people are under the assumption that this is how the game's going to be built. They're old. It's like 2014, 2015, and so part of the challenge that CIG is encountering or will be encountering is player expectations have been set and we have no idea how reality is going to manifest and it creates a change management problem and or communication challenge for CIG because between 2014 and now a lot has changed and it may be a completely different representation of that game mechanic, but we don't know that and we've never been clued into it. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the idea will likely remain similar, but it's just a really difficult challenge for them to build on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the second question Um, coming from Zake or Xake or Zach is expanding on the previous question. How far do you think CIG CIG will go in terms of the griefing versus pirating discussion and gameplay that will no doubt ensue due to unique ID being spoofed? Will we be able to spoof an already existing ID in order to frame someone? Or do you think it'll be more of a situation where it's completely legitimate? Unique new ID from a supposed insider in the registration office situation, or possibly something entirely different. What do you think, Chekhov?
1: Um, I mean, I think we kind of touched on different possibilities here. Uh, I I think that uh, this this thing will will evolve even more as we get yeah. close to the finish line. It could be something entirely different. I, yeah. I don't honestly I don't yeah. know at this.
0: Point. <clears throat> Personally, I think my guess will be this is going to play into reputation a lot. So, as a as a highly skilled pirate who's achieved a lot in their career, you'll have access to informants who might have some counterfeit documents that you might be able to use in order to spoof an ID. I do not think you'll be able to randomly spoof an existing player ID. I just feel like that might be too difficult for them to manage and could potentially be really dangerous for them. You know, imagine if if you could spoof a player ID, you know, oh, Geeky's um, Carrick is sending out a distress beacon in Stanton. But actually his character's landed on Terra prime. That's going to be challenging for them, to program. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think it's going to come down to high reputation means the chance of success is higher. Good reputation, better chance of success. I think they'll, they'll, I think in some ways it'll end up being a little bit of a dice roll, right? You have a medium reputation. You are spoofing, um, an authority that's likely to like, I would imagine that the policing force for microtech is going to be more skilled at identifying e-warfare than Hurston dynamics is because they probably have access to more technical, like technological options that they might be able to use in order to scan someone or understand what's going on. Whereas you know, Hurston Dynamics only cares about what seemingly looks legitimate and what might be damaging their business, not so much to eradicate criminality.
1: Yeah, so if you can draw analogy right now, that the second if you have a crime stat, the second you land on Hearst and their security takes you out. So here, yeah, we be okay everywhere else, but Microtech, because Microtech will have a superior. Scanning capabilities and AI, where they're going to recognize any spoofing of fakes or fakes and whatever else you may be. Exactly.
0: Doing, so. Exactly. Um, so then the next question comes to us from Cody, Admiral Cody. And he says With Xeno threat rapidly smirk approaching, what other kinds of events would you like to see CIG implement in the future? What do you think, Chekhov?
1: Uh, uh, well, it, it all depends ultimately what the Xeno threat will will bring and what it will look like. But yeah. uh, I, I think a well uh, sort of uh, well rounded event. I think they should be a timing wise, there should be quarterly events to kind of like say so we don't have a drought and uh, you know being that uh,
0: they feature. are going to be quarterly, by the way.
1: Okay, good, good. So they'll so, be
0: tied with every major release.
1: Cool. So, so, so that that's a given. That's awesome. And as far, yeah, it should be a well-rounded event, as we discussed. There should be, uh, you know, we shouldn't leave anybody behind. If somebody yeah. is really, uh, totally uninterested in a bounty and you know ship dogfighting, you know, uh, then that's fine. That there should be some components of cargo hauling, maybe mining, maybe. You know, box missions, something like that that will satisfy all the players' exploration, science, you know, uh, doing something with data. Yeah. So uh, more of a well-rounded event.
0: Yeah. I think what would be cool is if the event is linked to some major update in a feature. So whenever they release more advanced scanning or more versatile scanning methods, having like a giant Easter egg hunt not Mm -hmm. actual Easter eggs, but like find X, Y, Z, that would be really cool. Um, especially if there's good solid in game rewards for it. And we know that you can attribute things like that to in game rewards now. So that'd be cool. I also just think variety. So I don't, I don't think with every event, they're going to be able to please everyone, but I do think like if this is going to be more combat oriented with some like, Salvage rescue stuff. Maybe the next one needs to be less combat oriented and maybe you know exploration oriented, like you said, or mining oriented. Um, that would be really awesome. Agreed. So yeah. Um, last question comes from Brillo Cubis, and he asks, Have you considered attempted extending an invitation to someone from CIG to be a guest on the podcast? Mm-hmm. Um we've considered it, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, of course. We well, we actually it's funny that you ask. We we not only spoke about C well it wasn't CIG specifically. I think we talked about some of the uh, streamers and the uh, yeah. content creators, YouTubers. So yeah. That we definitely yeah. spoke
0: about I think the the answer is we're actively thinking about who we can have on the show that would be interesting to our audience and whether they're CIG, um, which I think is less likely, um, or another content creator that might have more notoriety, which I think is more likely. Um, yeah, we're interested in doing that. I think, I think some of it has to come down to, we just have to do it. Um, So, you know, I've thought about reaching out to Board Gamer because he's super responsive, but I also know he's in the U.K., so, you know, that's a five-hour difference uh, than Chekhov and I, who are on the East Coast.
1: Well, we could do Um, a weekend show, maybe. uh, Yeah, he's
0: probably pretty easy on the weekend.
1: Yeah. The uh, the only thing with with CIG, it's interesting. So, I, I don't know if they ever really uh, participated in any of the with any of the streamers either. I know they support them behind the scenes some of them, but uh, yeah. have they? Really, uh, I don't think they've ever went live on any of their shows. Or...
0: They have, they have, but it's usually around things like Citizen Con.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Like um uh. Why can't I think of his name all of a sudden? Um, why can't I think of his name? Um,
1: well, I don't know most of the names, so don't, don't look oh, at well
0: me. You, you know his name. Uh, it is... Oh, Morphologist. I don't know why oh, I couldn't oh. think of it. Morphologist did a, uh, an episode where he was at CitizenCon. And actually, that's one of the things I hope, 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 hope... Potentially, we could do is go to CitizenCon and maybe record a CitizenCon episode. Obviously, when things are safe.
1: Yeah. Um, So, but let me tell you, especially if it's
0: in Canada, because it'll be pretty close.
1: Oh yeah, then then that's that's not a problem whatsoever. Uh, The uh, especially if uh, the org will will send us off there, it'll be great.
0: (laughs) We could probably Uh, we probably if we knew. We probably would throw up a Patreon or start doing ad sponsored stuff um, in order to go there. Probably more likely Patreon.
1: Right. Um, but but the, the reason why I asked about participation, even though we're smaller audience wise, uh, but, uh, you know, the versus some of the streamers or the, or the YouTubers, but the uh, being that we're the only, I think uh, at this point, I haven't looked, but as far as. I remember we're probably the only consistent Star Citizen podcast out there, you know. So we we're are unique. definitely
0: the most consistent,
1: right? So we're unique yeah. to this platform. So CIG may be interested because we are unique to the platform. Hey, it's worth it. Yeah. Why not? No, we could. We, the, the the worst they could do is say no, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think they tend to do, like, paid trips or anything like that. But no, I think no, no. we would be able to get, like, a, a conversation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Maybe just uh, reach out to me. Uh, sort of uh, just ask me, you know, maybe they can appoint somebody. Even if it's a, one of their, you know, junior developers. doesn't matter. It'd be nice to have a voice from CAG.
0: I also have no shame, so I wouldn't even mind walking up to people with my iPhone and recording. <laughs> yeah. snippets to share <laughs> um, yeah so that is the last um, question for this week um, so in terms of uh, you know if you have any questions for next week the ways that you can submit them uh, you can email us readcastsc at gmail.com You could DM our Twitter handle, at ReadCastSC. You could submit a message through Anchor or on our ReadCast Discord. Uh, Also, as always, I can't not plug Read, but if you are looking for an org and you're unsure, uh, if you like to be in an org that's law-abiding, respectful, um... You know, we are research and engineering through exploration and discovery. If those things sound exciting for you or protecting those types of people sounds exciting to you, uh, check us out. Um, links are all below in the uh, show notes. Um, we do have some other read content creators, so don't forget to watch Earth, spelled O-Earth, uh, and Netsmage uh, on YouTube. Or that listen is, to the...
1: Netsmage <laughs>
0: He did a whole video on FOIP and was cracking himself up and I couldn't stop stop laughing myself. That was funny. Yeah, it was very funny. Um, and then there's also the music stylings of Admiral Cody and Calibri um, who also created the music for our podcast. Uh, so take a look at them. And that, that wraps up another week of Readcast. We should have some more content for you next week. But uh, thank you, fellow citizens, for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.
1: Thank you all, and have a great rest of the week.